Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the final minutes. Final score, 110-109. Donovan Mitchell scoring the final 12 points of the night for the Utah Jazz on a night where the Jazz struggled throughout and were able to finally get the win. Lots of different things to talk about. We'll be breaking it down. The Jazz go to 2-1 on the season with a win in Oklahoma City. It's Postcast. Hi, I'm David Locke. Thank you very much for joining us. Ron Boone is over there, but he's behind plexiglass, and we don't we can't do it together anymore because of COVID. But I still love Ron Boone, and he will be joining us. So instead, it's a highly interactive, quick, hitting postcast every night with your questions, your thoughts on the Jazz game. We'll do this after each and every game. Empty the Noggin is back as well at Locked on Jazz at www.utahjazz.com. Locked on Jazz. Here are my quick takeaways. Tonight, on a defensive end of things, this game was more difficult than it should be. But here's what's going on, and that is that Rudy Gobert is so great that no one wants to run a pick and roll against us. No one wants to run a handoff against us because you're involving Rudy. So if you have Carl Anthony Towns or you have Al Horford, you're pulling the, him out of the floor, and then you're just going one-on-one -on -one against our guys, and they're beating him to the basket, and our guys are having a hard time defending their yard. The crazy thing about that final play to me is that with all of that going on, on the final play of the game, the Thunder actually involved Rudy Gobert in every aspect of that. And Rudy showed his ultimate brilliance in that end of that game as he cut off Horford's drive, got back for George Hill's cut, and then stepped out on Shea Gilgis-Alexander and was able to deal with that. So on the defensive side of things, it's a little bit of a catch-22. Rudy's so great that no one's involving him. And instead, what they're doing is they're just attacking our guys one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one. -on -one -on -one -on -one -on -one. They're beating them, kicking out to shooters, and it's a little bit of a problem for us that's going to go moving forward. On the offensive side, Mike Conley was absolutely brilliant today. This game is really what the Jazz have built offensively. Donovan Mitchell's going up against Lou Dort. Last year, Donovan shoots 2 of 15 against Lou Dort, and he can't get going tonight at all because of Dort. He's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. Donovan looks uncomfortable. He can't find his rhythm. He doesn't have the off-the-ball three yet uh, in his game. And so Donovan's struggling. So what happens? Mike Conley completely takes the game over. He has 13 points on 6 of 10 shooting in the first half. And then Mike Conley makes the play of the night, saving a left-handed save, Back into play to Boyan Bogdanovich, and Bogdanovich hits the three. It gets Boyan rolling. Now Boyan has 14 in the third quarter, and then Donovan has 12 in the fourth quarter, the final 12 for the Jazz, closing the night out and giving the Jazz the win that they must have against the Thunder. It's a little nerve-wracking, frankly, the idea that we were about to lose to the Thunder tonight. The fact, uh, But you get the win. You move forward. The Jazz have never started years quickly. The hope was this year that they would start the year quickly, but it does not seem as though that's the case. Let's get your questions, your thoughts, and your comments. That's my opening take. That's my general take on this one. The three ball by the end of the night fell. The Jazz uh, shot what you'd expect, 17, 13 to 36, 36% uh, on the night. The Thunder shot way better than you would have thought. They took 38 threes, 39% uh, on the night. The one thing that's a little disturbing, again, on the defensive end of things is something the Jazz has always done very, very well. And that is the fact that the Jazz have forced people into bad shot distribution. And tonight, Oklahoma City took 38% of their shots at the rim 
in 41% of their shots and threes. The signature of the Jazz defense has always been forcing you into a high level of mid-range shots, having an advantage in that regard, and they're not getting that advantage uh, right now. And that's costing them two or three points a night and making it hard for them uh, to win. All right, let's get to your calls and your thoughts. Uh, hello to Sam. Thanks to everybody for saying hi. Uh, Michael wants to know, what in the world is wrong with Joe Ingles? Joe tonight played 20 minutes. Had four points, four rebounds, three assists, and three turnovers. Not one of Joe's better nights. Last year, Joe played much better on the road than at home. You know, he wasn't quite right in the bubble also. So, you know, he had a decent night the other night. We're going to have to get Joe going. Uh, at times, he's always been better when he starts and when he comes off the bench. It might be a change to that role um, that, that does not allow him to uh, feel comfortable with that. I'm not entirely sure, but it's a big part of what's the who the Jazz are. He's he's incredibly important to the Jazz to get that uh, to be good. From Spencer Ward, if you could pin the turnovers to one problem, what would it be? I mean, we run a lot of actions and do a lot of things, so we're always going to be a high turnover team. Tonight, Mitchell had three, Joe had three, and Jordan Clarkson had three. These guys are pretty good defensive players, so that um, – you know, I think that's a, a part of it. You're, you're you're putting the ball on the floor. You're 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 passing a lot. We're throwing over 300 passes a night, and so you just have a tendency to turn it over. Um, you know, Boyan in the pick and roll is a high turnover play. I think we're trying to stay away from that. So you, part of it is you're trying to find plays in which you don't you know you don't commit them as much. Let's go to YouTube. Josiah says our defense looks rough. What do you think of the lineup? Conley, Donovan, Ingles, Faves, and Gobert. Uh, Faves hasn't looked great. Let's be perfectly frank about that. So, I, I mean, he played 11 minutes tonight. That knee might be a bigger problem. Uh, you know, he's been on the injured list every day with the knee. Um, I, I, I don't know. You might have to go to that. You're taking out Royce O'Neal at that point defensively. The advantage of having Faves on the floor is you have a secondary rim defender. I do think secondary rim defenders are a huge part of this league and going to be kind of the, the next big thing, tall catch and shoot guys and rim defenders are the two things I really believe in in this league right now. And the reason I believe in those room defenders is because of exactly what we're seeing happen to the Jazz. Al Horford, Carl Anthony Towns bringing Rudy out, and then there's no other rim defense. People are just going one-on-one -on -one after him. So, you know, it's a possibility that we could try to see that lineup uh, a bit more. Let's go to uh, Marcus. Dottie doing God things. Love that bad shooting that doesn't keep him from taking the big shots. I mean, he's a special kid, right? That's absolutely it. Donovan Mitchell's a special kid. He scores the final 12 points. He makes the plays late. He comes through down the clutch uh, for the Jazz and gets them uh, a, a really impressive, uh, you know, come from behind win in that sense. The Thunder are a young team that doesn't quite know how to play and win late. And they tried to go one-on-one -on -one with Gilgis Alexander and not run a lot of other stuff. And it didn't work as well for them. They had the same problem against Charlotte in their first ball game of the year. Spencer Ward, walk me through what teams are doing to take away threes for the Jazz. Well, the Jazz took 36 threes tonight, which is 39% of their shots. So I'm not sure they're taking them away uh, tonight as much. Probably it's a little bit on the Jazz in their need to get out and get in transition a little bit more to get some of those open look threes. Uh, but certainly teams are going to just hug our shooters. You just decide you're not going to give up shots, and then you're going to have to play the pick and roll. The one thing that's not right right now with the Jazz is they have not got the Derek Favors pick and roll game going. So they don't have 48 minutes of pick and roll action uh, right now. Rudy is – the pick and roll numbers off Rudy I have to be through the roof. He is just doing an incredible job. 12 points tonight, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 blocks, 
Um, I have no idea what his numbers are, but he has got to be uh, that. Tyson Tanner says, great hard finish by Donovan. We'll get better each game. We got spoiled by bubble. Donovan, so glad we have no bear. Pretty good points all the way across. Uh, perimeter defense from Periscope. Perimeter defense didn't look solid against long guards. We can't stop the three. That's a huge part of this league is these tall, long guards that are, are letting threes go. And I think that's, you know, something to keep an eye on, Manny. So that's a pretty good uh, point. Uh, Marcus, two games in a row that we are plagued by turnovers. Is that a real problem? It does seem a little mental. Like the four turnovers and seven possessions tonight in the third quarter was pretty brutal. So, I mean, those stretches inside the game don't feel great. So in that sense, that's a problem. Um, and we've always been a high turnover team. I'm not one who worries too much about it unless you're all the way on the end of the pendulum because often turnovers also lead to great shots, and so it's a little bit of a give and a take. I'll t find out where our offensive rating is for a top five offensive team with some turnovers, and that's issue. But we've got to stop the live ball turnovers that are going the other way for baskets. Those are far bigger problem than anything else we're seeing. Andy, is OKC in Minnesota just hot, or is the struggle on D a real thing? Um, I think the struggle on the D is a real thing. People have kind of figured out what to do with us, which is to not involve Rudy as much as possible. Now, not every team can do that. But if you've got a center like Horford or Towns, they can bring Rudy out and you've got enough guards you can just go one-on-one, -on -one, that's what you're going to do. You're not going to play pick and roll or even pick and pop. You're just going to not involve Rudy at all. And that's, I think, a huge part of it. Bogey being out of action for nine months is going to take time. What do you think with his legs back? I think that's part of it. Certainly, that's a from Twitch, uh, that's a good point. Uh, I think Bogey got going in the third. We've seen him miss some layups. You can tell he's off a little bit. He got it going tonight, though, and I think that's, um, uh, you know, I think that's a big deal. Adam wants to know, shouldn't we be concerned that we struggled against this team a bunch of second-year guys? You know, honestly, yes. Like, I, I don't know what you're – you know, a win's good, a one-point win, like – yeah, it would have been nice if we were ahead by 10 and kind of controlled tonight. These teams are harder to play early in the season than they are late in the season. They're not beaten down by losing yet. They're not, you know, eventually they're going to lose confidence and get beaten down by losing, and the losing is going to pile up, and they're going to have some injuries and lose their depth. And until that time, these are hard teams to play. I said that today on Locked on Jazz. So I think you have to be a little careful with getting concerned, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like Donovan, Gilgis Alexander makes, you know, we're one play either way here, and if we had lost – I think we'd all be very, very concerned if you lose back to Minnesota and Oklahoma City in back-to-back games. So I would say that there should be a little concern about the way we've played the last two games um, and see if we can straighten that out. Um, are we too talented? It doesn't feel like we showed up to Minnesota or Oklahoma because they're probably not playoff teams. Josiah, I don't know if we're that talented. So let's let's – we just got to play better, right? We have some great players, but I think we just got to uh, – but our final question from Twitch, can we – what can we do to guard our yard better? Does it really come down to just effort or some, some strategy things that can adjust? Guarding your yards is talent. Guarding your yards is effort and talent. Are we talented enough to guard our yard? And I think that's going to be a really big theme for, the, for a little while on this team is with dribble drive guys away from Rudy, can we defend? Uh, final question I got, what were the ratings tonight? 108 and 109 on the ratings. So our offensive rating was a 108, a 109. Our defensive rating was a 108. League average about a 110. So not a terrible defensive night, but I don't think the Thunder will be at 108 offensively this year. That wraps up Postcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. Lockdown Jazz coming your direction tomorrow. Have a good night.